Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 478. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Let's read our passage. For we know that if our earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. Indeed, we groan in this tent, desiring to put on our heavenly dwelling, since when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. Indeed, we groan while we are in this tent, burdened as we are, because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed, so that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Spirit as a down payment. This is 2 Corinthians. This is a letter Paul is sending to the church in Corinth. He's in Macedonia. He's sending Titus to take this letter because Titus has just come back to him from Corinth after carrying the tearful letter, which was trying to resolve an issue from Paul's earlier visit. It blew up in Paul's face and there was a lot of opposition. So he challenged them on, on their behavior in the tearful letter. And it seems that they had turned around, at least the majority of them did. And that's Titus's report to Paul, that the majority of the church is supportive of Paul, but there's still a significant minority who are not. And that's the purpose of 2 Corinthians, to try and restore this relationship with those who are still unsure about Paul. So he's been talking about his ministry. He's been talking about the new covenant versus the old covenant. He's been talking about the temporary here and now versus the eternal about what is seen versus unseen, what is temporary, what is eternal. He's continuing that line of thinking, and he's really talking about eternity with God and resurrection here in chapter 5. So in chapter 5, verse 1, he says, For we know that if our earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. Well, he talked about the temporary versus the eternal earlier. Now he's bringing it to who we actually are, what what we actually are. So he talks about this earthly tent that we live in is destroyed. Now he's talking about our bodies. We are eternal creatures created by God in the image of God. But we have earthly bodies, which we know will die. And that's what he's talking about here. So be destroyed, either just natural death or due to just the afflictions of life, be destroyed by uh, opponents of the gospel. But the whole point here is he's talking about physical death, our earthly tent being destroyed, our bodies dying. Well, if that happens, we have this building from God. Now, he's not talking about a building. He's talking about that heavenly body, because the earthly tent that we live in, that temporary, imperfect, problematic thing that we live in called our body. So the building that God provides is that heavenly body, resurrection body, and it's the eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. So he's talking about the resurrection body here. Now, what he's saying here is probably not new to the Corinthians, and it wouldn't be. This would be Part of what Paul taught them, the 18 months he was with them earlier, 
and what he's written about before. He talked about resurrection in 1 Corinthians. None of this is new to them. He's reinforcing these things to them. He begins for, for we know. And I don't think he just means I, Paul, along with Silas and Timothy and, and Titus. We know that. But I think here he means all of us who are followers of Christ know this. He is including the Corinthians in this. We, we know that when we die, God will provide a heavenly body for us. Then verse 2. Indeed, we groan in this tent, desiring to put on our heavenly dwelling, since when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. So talking about groaning in this tent, what's he mean here? I think it just means having a, a big expectation of what is to come. We groan looking forward to the heavenly body that we will receive. We groan recognizing the limitations of our earthly bodies, the challenges of our earthly bodies, sometimes the really uncomfortableness of our earthly bodies, the sufferings that go along with our earthly bodies. So we, we groan in this tent that is our earthly bodies, the desiring to put on our heavenly dwelling. Now he's making something of a, a shift in metaphors here where he's talking about the earthly tent we live in to the heavenly building that, that God's going to provide. But now he shifts it to car, more of a clothing motif to put on that heavenly dwelling like you put on clothing. And then in verse 3, since when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. Now there's disagreement about what Paul means here. And I don't think we can pour too much into it. Paul's getting at here is, right now, we live in this temporary, earthly existence. But when we go to heaven, we'll be in this eternal, perfect existence. And we groan in this earthly existence, in this earthly body, with a desire to experience that heavenly body. And so when we are we put on that heavenly body, and then when we are clothed with that heavenly body, we will not be found naked. I think he's just simply pointing to that future. But if we get into next time, we'll start to get some more clues along this. But even then, I think it's still somewhat nebulous, this idea of naked. Some say it's just referring to sinfulness, that we won't be in a sinful state anymore. We'll be forgiven, fully forgiven of sin in a sin-free state. Others say this, this idea of being naked is without a body. And when we do receive this resurrection body, then we will no longer be without a body. That is he referring to this thing called an intermediate state? I'm not so sure he is. Maybe it fits with that line of thinking. We'll, we'll talk in a few minutes about this intermediate state, that idea of not really having a body. So we have this growth. This, we deep down are not content with the limitations of the earthly body, and we long, really, for that heavenly body that God will provide. And verse 4, Indeed, we groan while we are in this tent, burdened as we are, because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed, so that mortality may be swallowed up by life. So he reiterates this idea of groaning in this earthly body. We're burdened. And we desire that heavenly dwelling, which will clothe us because we don't want to be unclothed. We want to be clothed. 
mortality swallowed up by life. Mortality meaning they're going to die. That's what mortality means is death. We're going to die. We know we're going to die. But that mortality swallowed up by life, they're referred to eternal life. And he was talking about that with the whole idea of the new covenant. It's life. It's the spirit. It brings life. So we're looking ahead to eternal life, which will swallow up mortality. He wraps up here this section in verse 5. Now the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God. He gave us the Spirit as a down payment. So he's saying that this isn't stuff I made up. God's the one who dreamed all this up. God's the one who made all this up. God's the one who laid all this out. God's the one who guarantees it. And the down payment on that guarantee is the Holy Spirit who gives us life, who brings us into a relationship with him, who gives us that internal confidence and hope and assurance that all this is true. So he's, he's just really looking ahead. He's talking about the what comes out of being part of this new covenant, what comes out of faith in Jesus Christ, this looking ahead to eternal life in heaven with the Lord. I mentioned the intermediate state. And this is the big question of what happens when we die, when we go to heaven. Well, we'll be careful how we put things together because we can take different biblical passages and line them up in different ways and come up with some very different answers. Uh, some think, okay, you die and you're, you're in the ground and you're basically in a state of what some people call soul sleep. And not until the end, when Jesus returns in the resurrection. Remember, when we went through Thessalonians, we talked about those who've already died in Christ will be resurrected first. And so the idea of they're still in the ground and the resurrection, they get called out of the ground. Okay, that's the idea of soul sleep, is you really don't have a conscious existence until that end when Jesus returns and, and you have the, the resurrection. Well, there's a lot of other passages that say, well, no, that's not the case. As soon as we die, we are with the Lord. But what happens then? Some say, okay, you die, you go to heaven, and you receive a, a heavenly body then. And it seems to be what Paul's talking about here. Others say, well, no, you, you die, you go to heaven to be with the Lord, but you are in this what people call the intermediate state, where you don't yet have that resurrection body, that glorious body. In the book of Revelation, at one point, John looks and sees under the throne the souls of the people awaiting the end. And he doesn't refer to them physically, but just their souls and so there's a lot of uh, indications in the Bible that you don't really get your glorified body until that resurrection in the end when Jesus returns. And this is called the intermediate state. And there's a few flavors of uh, people's ideas about how that works. Some say, well, you, you really don't have a body at all. You're just a spiritual being uh, awaiting a glorified body, which will come along with the new heaven and new earth. Others say, well, maybe you get like a, a loner body, a, an intermediate body. It's not the full resurrection glorified body. That'll come with the new heaven and new earth. And that'll be the 
heavenly dwelling at the second coming. We'll see some more hints of this in the next passage we look at. A lot of this just requires a lot of humility. And it's okay to come down and say, okay, this is what I really believe. But be careful about saying that other people are wrong in this because it's hints here and there. Depending on how you put these hints and line them up with one another, you can come up with some very different views. Most Bible-believing Christians reject the soul sleep idea because there's just so much in the Bible that talks about when we die, we go to be with the Lord. Now, the whole idea of what happens with the heavenly body, you get directly that resurrected body when you go to heaven, or you get a, a, something less than that, or you get no body at all and are just in this pure spiritual intermediate state. Now, that's where there's a lot of room for, for different views on this, and you just have to approach this with a lot of humility. But what Paul's getting at here in this passage is that confidence that we will be in heaven with the Lord after death, and we will receive a glorified body. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.